Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. presents Peter Cook and Marjorie Westbury in a new Francis Durbridge serial, Paul Temple and the Gilbert Case. Episode 2, The Third Shoe. Well, Mr. Metcalf, I wonder if you could help me. Well, of course, if I can. I dare say you read about that murder, the Gilbert affair. Gilbert affair? Yes, a girl called Brenda Sterling was murdered. She was a model at Conway and Races. Ah, yes, I seem to remember something about it. Uh, she was found on a bomb site, wasn't she? Yes, yes, that's right. Um, there's a picture of her in this newspaper. Oh? There. Have you ever seen her before? Me? Why, no, no, never. She's never been in here, for instance? No, not to my knowledge. You're sure? Yes, positive. Yes. Yeah. Who's that? In the other picture there. Oh, that's a girl called June Michael. Well, I've seen her before. Oh? Yeah, she dropped into the pub here about a month ago. Remember her very well. Good-looking girl. Uh, sat over there in the corner. You sure? Well, of course I'm sure. <laughs> she had three pink gins. Was she alone? What, a girl with her looks? No. No, there was a fellow with her. Funny chap. Grey hair. Walked with a stick. Looked to me as if he got a bit of a gammy leg. Was his name Sterling? Well, I wouldn't know. I only said about half a dozen words to him. Hmm. But you're sure about the girl, Miss Michael? Oh, yes, positive. Hmm. Well, thank you, Mr. Metcalf. Not at all. Oh, excuse me, I must look after that uh, customer. Yes, yes, of course. Well, I just don't understand it. If it was Wilfred Sterling... Oh, it was Wilfred Sterling, all right, unless Metcalf's lying, and why should he? But it was Sterling who told you about the diary, about the name Lord Fairfax. No, no, wait a minute, Steve. Sterling didn't mention the name Lord Fairfax. He simply showed me his daughter's diary. On May the 12th, it said L. Fairfax, 8.30. It was my guess that the name might refer to Lord Fairfax. Oh, yes, yes, I remember. Well, I don't see how all these bits and pieces fit together. No, neither do I. Let's sit down for a moment on one of those settles over there. Come on, bring your glass. Mm -hmm. 
Now, let's take the case from the beginning. All right. Howard Gilbert is engaged to a model called Brenda Sterling. One night they quarrel, and next morning Brenda is found murdered. Gilbert is accused and found guilty. Mm-hmm. But the girl's father, that's Wilfred Sterling, mm-hmm. doesn't think that Gilbert did murder her and produces a diary of Brenda's to prove that she was meeting someone called L. Fairfax. Yes, but no one seems to have heard of Fairfax. And you hit on the idea that possibly the name in the diary referred to a pub. Exactly. And the police discovered that there is a pub called the Lord Fairfax. We come to it and find that Sterling has previously been here with a friend of Brenda's called June Michael. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole story, except for two very interesting points. First, the shoes. Yes, when the police found Brenda Sterling, one of her shoes was missing, and when we found June Michael, one of her shoes mm-hmm. was missing. And then Lance Reynolds, a friend of Gilbert's, produces a letter addressed to Gilbert written by someone called Fairfax. Yes. Do you know, when Reynolds produced that letter, I thought your theory about a public house had been blown sky high. Yeah, so did I. And then we find there is a pub called the Lord Fairfax, and that both Sterling and June Michael have been here. Mm. It's certainly very puzzling, Steve. You know, Paul, if you're going to get involved in this case... I am involved in it. Well, I mean, really involved. I think you ought to see Howard Gilbert. I am seeing him tomorrow morning. Do you want to come? Oh, no. I've been in lots of places, but not Pentonville, thank you very much. I thought you'd say that. Well, come on. Let's get back to town. Was that Isha we came through? No, Cobham. Isha's about three or four miles. Oh, slow down, Steve. You're doing 60. That's all right. It's a good road. Oh, just a squiggle. What time are you seeing Gilbert tomorrow morning? Half past ten. Mr. Graham going with you? No, I hope not, although he phoned the governor of the prison and made the arrangements. I want to see Gilbert on his own, if possible. Paul, about that letter that was supposed to have been written by Fairfax, mm-hmm. you remember what it said? I wonder whether you did murder her, or whether... You happen to be the unlucky one they've picked on. Yes. Well, if the they doesn't refer to the police, then obviously... Uh, oh! What on earth was that? Break, Steve, break, quick. Come on, see where I'm going. It, it's oh. all right. I've got the handbrake. Well. Oh, it's made a mess of the windscreen. I can't see a thing through it. Oh. Uh, I'll have a look. Was it a stone, do you think? I, I don't know what it was. Did you see anybody by the side of the road? No, I didn't. Paul, this has happened before on this road. Hmm? Several people have had the windscreen smashed. Don't you remember reading about it? Yes, of course. We're between Isha and Cobham. Mm. This is the mysterious mile, or whatever they call it. Oh, well, we're not the only ones, anyway. No. I thought at first... What? Oh, nothing. Go on, move over, Steve. I'll drive. Uh, You won't be able to see anything. (laughs) Uh, I shall now. Yes, (laughs) but it's going to be a bit drafty. Uh. Steve, what did you think it was that hit the windscreen at first, I mean? Same as you, Mr. Temple. A bullet. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Oh, what time is it? Just gone nine. Oh, no. Oh, yes. 
Oh, really? It's too bad I asked Charlie to call me at a quarter to eight. He did call you at a quarter to eight. You said good morning, Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. I'll be down in a moment, Charlie, and fell straight asleep again. Is it really nine o'clock? Six minutes past, to be exact. Oh, dear. Steve, I shan't be in for lunch. I'm lunching with Sir Graham. Oh? When did you arrange that? Last night. I spoke to him on the phone after we got back from Farnham. Did you tell him about Sterling and June Michael? Yes. What did he say? <laughs> you know Sir Graham. He can be delightfully non-committal. Well, if Gilbert doesn't get a reprieve, when will he... The second. That's a week on Tuesday. So we've got just over a week. Yes. Are you optimistic? I'm always optimistic, Steve. Even about breakfast. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. But I must be off. I've got to pick up the car and I'm seeing Gilbert at half past ten. Oh, yes, of course. When will you be back? Well, it depends how long I'm with Sir Graham. Look, why don't you meet me at Hayter's for tea? Say, a uh, quarter to four? Yes. All right, then. Uh, Come in. Excuse me, sir. Oh, what is it, Charlie? Mr. Sterling's here. Oh. Uh, is he in the drawing room? Yes, sir. Did you expect him? No, but I phoned him last night and he was out. Look, if I don't see you before I go, Steve, Hayter's, quarter to four. Yes. All right. Ah, oh, good morning, Mr. Sterling. Oh, good morning. I'm... I'm sorry I was out when you telephoned last night, but I, I, I just slipped down to the hospital. Hospital? Well, to see June Michael. Oh, yes, of course. What's a shocking business. Whatever possessed the poor girl to do such a thing? Is Miss Michael a friend of yours? No, she was a friend of Brenda's. I told you about her. Yes, I know she was a friend of your daughter's, but I wondered if she was a friend of yours, too, by any chance. I, I think I've only seen her half a dozen times. Then why did you go to the hospital? I, I wanted to talk to her. Did you talk to her? No, they wouldn't let me see her. They said she was still unconscious. What exactly was it you wanted to talk about? I wanted to know why she tried to commit suicide. Why? Well, she was such a lively, high-spirited girl. I'm sure she must have had a very good reason. There usually is a reason. Look here, I don't think you understand. Yes, I do. You believe that Miss Michael's attempt at suicide was connected in some way with the murder? Yes, I do. Well, if it's any consolation to you, that's my opinion, too. Is that why you telephoned me last night? Uh, no, no, I wanted to ask you a question. Well? You showed me a diary belonging to your daughter. It had the name L. Fairfax in it. You said you'd never heard the name before. Well, I hadn't. Does the name Lord Fairfax mean anything to you? No. You've never been to a public house called the Lord Fairfax? Not that I remember. I'm practically a teetotaler, so it's not very likely. Is Miss Michael a teetotaler? Why, I really don't know. I've never been in her company long enough to... No, as a, as a matter of fact, she isn't, I've just remembered. We had a drink together one night about a month ago. Uh -huh. In town? No, it was uh, while the trial was on. I wanted to talk to June and I uh, telephoned her. She said she was taking a dress out to Farnham and I arranged to meet her there. Uh, you see, I work at Guildford, so it was quite easy for me to get to Farnham. Mm -hmm. Go on. We met at an hotel called the White Swan. Is that where you had the drink? No, that was on the way home. We were both feeling rather depressed, and June said a drink would do us good. We stopped at some pub or other. I can't remember the name. It was called the Lord Fairfax. The Lord Fairfax? Yes. I take it you didn't notice the name? No, I'm afraid I didn't. I had no reason to notice it. Had Miss Michael been there before? She didn't say, but I, I think she must have been. Why? Well, well, because I remember thinking at the time that it was an awfully difficult place to find if you'd never been there before. I see. Oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah. Hello? Yes, speaking. Yes, certainly. Oh, good morning, Sir Graham. Yes, I'm seeing him at half past ten. That's right. 
Yes, I will, of course. Oh, I was going to ask you... Oh. Oh, I see. Poor girl. Well, thank you for ringing. Goodbye. Am I to understand that you think the name L. Fairfax, the name in Brenda's diary, referred to the place where June and I stopped for a drink that night? I think it's a possibility. And you think my daughter had an appointment there? Again, I think it's a possibility. But I asked June about the name Fairfax. She said she never heard of it. Remember, I told you that. Yes, I remember. You know, it's my opinion June knows a great deal more about this affair than anyone else. I've got to talk to her before it's too late. It's already too late. What? June Michael died this morning. You come this way, please, Mr. Temple. Thank you. Uh, how is Gilbert? Well, he's behaving rather well, sir, considering. He's been doing a lot of reading. Funny enough, we don't get a lot of trouble with him, you know. Not at this stage. You've got a visitor, Mr. Gilbert. Oh? Uh, thank you, Warder. Well, what do you want? My name's Temple. I'm a friend of Inspector Kingston's. Paul Temple? Yes. You write books or something, don't you? Uh, books. Uh, may I sit down? Yes, if you want to. Sure. Gilbert, uh, I have a contract for two novels and a collection of short stories. Well? I'm just trying to impress you with the fact that I didn't come here to waste my time. I'm a busy man. I'm impressed. Well, now what happens? Did you murder Brenda Sterling? <laughs> you certainly are a busy man. I haven't even read the newspapers. Of course I murdered Brenda. I went to the theatre one night, we had a row, I lost my temper. I took her onto a bomb site and strangled her. Oh, it was all quite simple, nothing complicated. A woman called Mrs. Talbot saw me do it. At least she saw me running away. I see. And just in case there's any doubt in your mind, I hadn't an alibi and they found blood on my handkerchief, the right kind of blood. Oh, and I made two statements, both highly contradictory. Did you steal her shoe? What? I said, did you steal her shoe? Oh, yes, of course. I remember one of her shoes was missing. That's right. Did you steal it? But of course. Why? Well, one doesn't commit a murder every day. It was an occasion. I took the shoe as a memento. Left or right? What? Uh, only one shoe was missing. Which did you take, the left or the right? Uh, the left. Wrong. What do you mean? It was the right shoe that was missing. Oh. You know, you seem to me to be rather an impetuous young man. When you left Soho Square, your best bet... I never went near Soho Square. You must have done. That's where they found the body, or just round the corner. Besides, this Mrs. Talbot we've heard so much about saw you running down Greek Street. Did she? Well, didn't she? Look, if you've got a lot of work to do, my advice to you is to go home and do it. I'm not sure I want to take your advice. But why did you come here? What do you want? Did they tell you about June Michael? What about her? She's committed suicide. When? Yesterday afternoon. I, I can't believe it. It's in all the papers. In any case, why shouldn't you believe it? June was such a happy person. So full of life, so... Well, why should she commit suicide? Why should you murder Brenda Sterling? I didn't murder her. Look, Gilbert. Tell me what really happened that night. Go on. Well, we had a row. 
Brenda left me outside the theatre and I walked down to the car park. I drove round for about an hour, and then I put the car in St. James's Square and went for a walk. Why? Well, what do you mean, why? Why did you go for a walk? Well, I was... I was upset because of what I'd said to Brenda, and I wanted to think. I walked almost as far as the Victoria and Albert Museum, then I retraced my steps, picked up the car and drove home. I got home about half past twelve. Mm, it's not a very good alibi, is it? It was never meant to be an alibi. If I'd wanted an alibi, I could have thought of a very much, much better one than that. You did? Well, what do you mean? In your first statement, you told Inspector Kingston that you arrived home at half past ten. Yes, I know. I, I don't know what made me say that. I, I suppose I lost my head. Mm. How do you account for the fact that Mrs. Talbot recognised you? She can't have recognised me. She did. She picked you out at an identity Then she made a mistake. Is that your only explanation? Look, I told you I didn't murder Brenda. I told you I didn't go near Soho Square all right, that night. All right, all right, Gilbert. Let's, let's look at it from another angle. Did you recognise Mrs. Talbot? Had you ever seen her before? No. You're sure? Yes, I'm quite sure. What about Mr. Sterling, Brenda's father? Did he recognise her? I don't know. I don't think he even saw her. Well, he must have done. They were both at the trial. Well, I really don't know whether he recognised her or not. I suppose if he had done, he'd have told the police. Yes, I suppose so. <laughs> Look, I, I, I'm sorry I lost my temper. I, I didn't mean to be rude, but... Well, you're only wasting your time. If you didn't murder Brenda, and I don't think you did, Gilbert, then you were wrongly convicted, in which case I'm most certainly not wasting my time. But we've never even met before. You, you don't even know anything at all about me. All the evidence points towards the fact that I did murder Brenda. Well? Well, then why are you so sure that I didn't? Did you steal the shoe? No. Then who did? I don't know. Did you ever go to a public house called the Lord Fairfax? No. You ever heard of it? I don't think so. Have you ever heard of a person called Fairfax, L. Fairfax? No. Oh, um... Oh, wait a minute. Um, Mr. Sterling mentioned someone called Fairfax. I believe he came across the name in a diary belonging to Brenda. Yes, that's right. But you, you'd never heard the name before he mentioned it? No, never. Read this letter, Gilbert. What is it? Read it. It's addressed to me. Mm -hmm. Dear Howard, so now it's all over, all over, and they've found you guilty. I wonder whether you did murder Brenda Sterling. I wonder whether you happened to be the unlucky one they picked on. I wonder. Was her shoe missing, Howard? Ask the police. It might be worth your while. L. Fairfax. But what does this mean? Where, where did you get this letter? Your friend Reynolds gave it to me. Apparently it arrived yesterday afternoon. But I told you I never heard of anyone called Fairfax until all right, you... All right, all right. But don't worry about it. Let me have it back, then. Now, listen. I shall probably see you again, perhaps at the end of the week, but... If Sir Graham Forbes comes to see you, or Inspector Kingston, or more anyone else, don't lose your temper. And don't get facetious. Understand? Yes, all right. And if they ask you about the shoe, keep quiet and say nothing. Your guesses are too good, you know. What? It was the left shoe that was missing. At last, it's nearly five o'clock. Yes, I know. I'm sorry, Steve, but uh, oof, what a day. Did you see Howard Gilbert? Yes. Well? Oh, he's a strange fellow, Steve. 
got a chip on his shoulder. Well, that's not exactly surprising. But he didn't do it, Steve. I'm convinced he didn't. I see. Would you like some tea? Mm, uh, no, no, there isn't time. We must go. Where are we going? I want to talk to a woman called Mrs. Talbot. Mrs. Talbot? Yes, Gilbert's supposed to have bumped into her soon after it happened. Oh, yes, yes, of course, she identified him. Mm, that's right. Why do you want to see her? Because I've got a shrewd suspicion that she was lying. I don't think she did see Gilbert. But darling, she identified him. She picked him out of several people. Mm. Where does she live? Soho Square. I've got the address. Have you paid for the tea? Yes, I have. Paul, I had lunch at the buttery, and just as I was finishing, Miss Swain came in. Miss Swain? Yes, you remember. She's a buyer at Conway and Races. You asked her oh. about Joe Michael. Yes, yes, of course, I remember. Well, I don't know whether she saw me or not. If she did, she didn't take any notice. Anyway, she sat at a corner table. And after a few minutes, she was joined by someone else. <laughs> Go on. Who was it? It was Lance Reynolds. Reynolds? Yes. You sure? I couldn't mistake Reynolds. Even if I hadn't seen him, I'd have recognized his voice. Reynolds and Miss Wayne. Hmm. Hmm. I thought you'd be interested, Mr. Temple. <laughs> I don't think this can be the place, Paul. It's a block of offices. No, oh, this is the address Kingston gave me. Wait a minute. Yes, yes, this is it. They're, they're not all offices. The two or three flats. Oh. Um, wait a moment. Mrs. Talbot. It's um, over here on the ground floor. Oh, yes, here we are. Mm. I shouldn't like to live here. It isn't exactly clean. <laughs> oh. The bell's not working. That doesn't surprise me. The door's open. Mrs. Talbot? Mrs. Talbot? She can't be in. Oh, look like it. Funny, leaving the door open like her. Well, she may have slipped out of the pillar box or something. Well, Paul, we can't go in. Mrs. Talbot? Uh, is there anybody in? She's obviously out or very deaf. Mm -hmm. She's not answering the phone. Well, I suppose... That's the bedroom over there. Yes, I should imagine so. What a dreadful flat. Just look at that picture. <laughs> Whoever's ringing, they're very persistent. Mm. Answer it, Steve. What? Answer it, but don't say who you are. Oh, we can't. Oh, go on, Steve, please. Mm. All right. Hello? Is that Gerard 1071? Uh, yes. Is that Mrs. Talbot? Yes. What about the Hamilton affair? Do I get the third shoe? Hello? Y yes? Do you understand me? Do I get the third shoe? Yes. What happened? Paul, it was Reynolds. I'm sure it was. I recognized his voice. What did he say? He asked me if I was Mrs. Talbot, and I said... Yes, yes, but what did he say? But he said, what about the Hamilton affair? Do I get the third shoe? Do I get the third shoe? Yes. You're sure it was Reynolds? Oh, positive. I recognized his voice immediately. He rang off rather suddenly. I wonder if he realized you weren't Mrs. Talbot. Mm, perhaps. I don't know. So long as he didn't recognize my voice, but, but he wouldn't, surely. Well, if he did, it... Oh, there's someone coming. Hello? Who are you? What's going on here? Uh, Mrs. Talbot. Yes? 
What's the idea? Did you just walk in here as if you were? Oh, the it? door was open, Mrs. Tolbert. I know the door was open. I left it open. I've been upstairs to borrow something. Look here, what's the idea, walking in here like I this? I apologise, Mrs. Talbot, but we did ring the bell, and when there was no reply... You just walked in. Hmm. Well, you're now you can walk out, both of you. Go on, get out. Go on, before I send for the police. Look, my name's Temple. I'm a friend of Inspector Kingston's. Uh, this is my wife. How do you do, Mrs. Talbot? What do you want? Well, we, uh, we wanted to have a little chat. Oh, I see. You just dropped in for a cosy little chat. Well, you're unlucky, both of you. I'm just off. No, it won't take long. Three or four minutes. I'm due at the cafe at half past five, and I'm late already. Oh, all right. Another time, perhaps. And once again, we do apologise, Mrs. Talbot. Come on, Steve. Oh, just a minute. What is it you wanted to talk about, anyway? The Gilbert case? Yes. I thought so. Howard Gilbert. Lord, I'm sick and tired of that name. Well, you were an important witness in the Gilbert case, Mrs. Talbot. I certainly was. I was the only witness... Where do you work? In Greek Street? Yes, at Fenalio's. Were you coming back from Fenalio's the night you saw Gilbert? Yes. It was about half past twelve. Are you asking me or telling me? <laughs> I'm asking you. Well, yes, it was about half past twelve. I saw him running off the bomb site. He bumped into me. You're sure it was Gilbert? Of course I'm sure. You must have a very good memory for faces, Mrs. Talbot. Unless, of course, you've seen him before. What do you mean? My wife means, had you seen Gilbert before that night? Of course I hadn't. Look, I'm supposed to be at work at half past five, and it's a quarter to six already. Yes, all right. We won't keep you any longer. Oh, uh, there's just one point. When Gilbert bumped into you, did he say anything? No. You sure? Well, if he did, I didn't hear him. But I thought you told Inspector Kingston that he did say something, but you couldn't understand what it was. Look, I don't remember what I told Inspector Kingston. No, but you have a very good memory, Mrs. Talbot. I've got a very good memory for faces, and I shan't forget yours in a hurry. Hmm. Uh, then, so far as you remember, Gilbert didn't say anything. He just pushed you on one side. He did. But obviously you had a good look at him. Well, I identified him, didn't I? How could I identify him if I didn't have a good look at him? Yes. All right, Mrs. Talbot. Now, come on, I want to lock up. Oh, you wouldn't like a key, would you, Mr. Temple? Just in case you feel like dropping in again any time. Oh, hello, sir. Hello, Charlie. Inspector Kingston's here, sir. He's in the drawing room. Oh, is he? Right. Thanks, Charlie. Oh, hello, Inspector. I'm sorry to kept you waiting. Oh, that's all right. Good evening, Mrs. Temple. Good evening, Inspector. You look worried, Kingston. I am worried. Very worried. Why? What's happened? Well... Early this afternoon, we had a report... Oh, won't the inspector have a drink? Oh, yes, of course. I'm sorry, Kingston. Uh, what would you like? Whiskey and soda? Uh, at this moment, I'd give him a pension for a whiskey and soda. <laughs> oh, you man. do seem to be in a bad way. <laughs> it's all right, Paul. I'll do it. Uh, one for me, too, dear. Yes, and me. Inspector, before you tell me what happened this afternoon, I think you ought to know what I've been up to. I saw Howard Gilbert this morning. Yes, I know. Sir Graham told me. And I've just been talking to Mrs. Talbot. To Mrs. Talbot? Yes. When did you see Mrs. Talbot? Well, about 20 minutes ago. We've just left her. What is it, Kingston? Mrs. Talbot's dead. Dead? That's why I came to see you. She was found in a field about six miles from Farnham. Apparently there'd been a struggle. When was she found? This afternoon, about two o'clock. Two o'clock? That's impossible. We've only just left her. Temple. Yes? One of her shoes was missing.
in the second episode of the Francis Durbridge serial Paul Temple and the Gilbert Case, you heard Peter Cook as Paul Temple and Marjorie Westbury as Steve. Production for the BBC by Martin C. Webster.